Good morning. Well, if it's 21 days to Christmas, I thought we'd better do something on the Christmas story. So I'm going to read from Luke chapter 2. And part of the story that is uh, often overlooked, and it's the worst carol to sing because it's the longest. <laughs> While shepherds wash their socks by night. We've all sung that before, I'm sure. But we're going to have a look at the shepherds this morning. So I'm reading from Luke 2, 2 and verse 8. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but an angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Saviour, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognise him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by by a vast army host of others, the armies of heaven praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. This is God's word to us this morning. I don't know if you've uh, been watching the TV lately. But uh, there's an ad that's caught my eye on the TV and it promises the most incredible delivery. It promises to deliver joy. Anybody seen the ad? No, not the Salvation Army one. We may promise to deliver joy, but not that one. No? What was that? You got it. You got it. You're on my wavelength, brother. Cadbury's. Have you seen the ad? Yes. Through the year, they have the uh, domino effect of the chocolate bars and welcome to Joyville. Well, this is the current ad that I'm talking about. Oh, okay, radio. Okay, well, the ad promises that all the Cadbury trucks are going to leave between now and Christmas and they're going to make joy deliveries. And then the last little line says, free the joy. Now, I don't know about you, I'm a chocoholic, I love my chocolate, but I don't know about you, but I fail to believe that a Cadbury's truck is going to deliver joy my way. 
I don't even know a joy lately, but anyway. I, I used to have a joy in my core last year, but not this year. Joy does not come in a Cadbury's truck. Anyone believe that it does? Oh, thank goodness for that. <laughs> thank goodness for that. Isn't it amazing what these big companies will tell us? And isn't it amazing, to me anyway, that some people actually believe what these companies say? When you see that big purple truck coming down the highway, everyone is going to rush to the truck to get their delivery of joy. That's not reality, is it? It's an incredibly insane claim to deliver joy in a purple Cadbury's truck. But the story that we just read is actually a claim to deliver joy. The angel came to the shepherds. Have you ever wondered why out of all of the people in the world that God chose to come to shepherds? They were stinky people. They were people who lived with sheep. Sheep do not smell very nice. They were in the fields at night, all day, all night, protecting them from wild animals. They stunk. They didn't have showers in the fields. They were stinky people. We could liken them in our culture, I guess, to the old Garbo man. A rotten job, stinky job, and a very common, low-paying job. That's the kind of people the shepherds were in the Israelite culture. And they are the people that God chose to deliver his joy news to. How weird's that? You would have thought he would have announced it in Jerusalem Times or he would have taken it to the king to, to pronounce over the whole kingdom. He might have taken it to the religious leaders. But no, he goes to a bunch of stinky shepherds in a field to announce his joy delivery. Now, unlike a Cadbury's truck that may bring happiness and expectation and joy, the shepherds were terrified. Now, I don't know about you, I've never been actually visited by an angel in person, but I reckon it would be pretty scary. Not to mention that then a vast army of angels came and sang as well. The shepherds were actually terrified. And yet, they listened to the words told them. They were told that today a saviour was born in Bethlehem and that this saviour would bring great joy to all the world. What a stupendous claim. Joy to all the world. Not just joy to the shepherds, but to all the world. Now, if joy was going to be to all the world, why did he bother telling a bunch of shepherds? What good were they going to be? Let's have a look at what the shepherds did. The very first thing they did when the angels left them, they said, let's go to Bethlehem and see. They believed. 
They believed and they wanted to be a part of it. And so they ran into Jerusalem. I guess they left someone with the sheep, not sure. But they ran into Jerusalem, uh, sorry, into Bethlehem. They're not in Jerusalem. They ran into Bethlehem and they found the baby Jesus who had just been born lying in a manger with strips of cloth covering him. A manger is an animal feeding trough. The king of the Jews, the son of God, was born in an animal feeding trough. And it was to shepherds that God brought the good news of joy. What was God trying to say? He was saying, I've come for everyone. I've come from the, for the lowliest person. I've come for everyone. I'm not going to be stuck in a palace away where no one can come see me or no one can have anything to do with me or everyone will be bowing low with me and not being able to have a relationship. I've come to the lowly, to the poor, to the needy, to the stinky. I've come for all the world. What did the shepherds do next? Now, it must have been, it makes me chuckle when I think about it, but those shepherds ran around the whole of Bethlehem telling everyone. Now, I don't know what you'd do if you saw and smelt a shepherd coming at you. You'd probably go the other way. But these shepherds had such incredible joy on their faces. Such was the joy that had penetrated into their lives that they went and told everyone else. God didn't need a newspaper or a loudspeaker. He had shepherds to run around Bethlehem and to tell the good news of Jesus' birth. They wanted to share the joy that they had just experienced. The last thing they did after having told everyone was very good of them to go back to their sheep. But they were going back and the Bible says praising and glorifying God. You see, the joy that had been told to them had actually gone from here into here because they had gone to Bethlehem and seen it for themselves. They had seen this Saviour born and the joy came straight into their hearts and stayed with them. And so it was to shepherds that we owe the Christmas story Because without them telling it, we wouldn't know about it. I want us to think one, there's one little line in here I want us to think about as well. Sometimes Mary is about the last person we think about when it comes to the Christmas story. But there's this little line. Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. Mary kept all of these things in her heart and thought about them often. You know, it was an incredible thing for for Mary to have this baby in the first place, born by the Holy Spirit, not by Joseph. It was an incredible thing. She was only a teenage girl to become the mother of Jesus. 
It's an incredible thing to ride uh, all the way into Bethlehem and to have nowhere to have her baby, no hospital, well, probably weren't any anyway, <laughs> no, um, no help, just in a manger, a barn, a stable, whatever you want to call it, and lay her baby in that animal feeding trough. But her obedience brought joy, not only to the shepherds and to the wise men and to all those who came uh, in years ahead, but it brought joy to her heart. The scripture says she kept all these things in her heart. My question to you this morning is, what is in your heart? Is there room, is there room in your heart for this saviour of joy? We sang joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let every heart, what? Prepare him room. You know, we, (coughs) excuse me, we need to be like the shepherds. We need to actually go to Bethlehem and I am so looking forward to Stable on the Strand and seeing, uh, I've heard so much about it. But if it just becomes an event that's out there, we will miss the joy, we will miss the message, we will miss what Jesus came to give us. We need to journey to Bethlehem with our hearts and we need to prepare in our hearts room for that saviour. So what's in our hearts this morning? Maybe our hearts are already full and if they're already full there's no room left. Maybe our hearts are cluttered with all sorts of desires and all sorts of things that that have gone wrong this year and all sorts of dreams that have gone out the window or all sorts of relationships that have gone wrong or all sorts of things that have disappointed us or hurt or pain or grudges that we're holding on to. What is in our hearts this morning? Because if our heart is already full, there's no room left for the joy. One of the things we do is to protect our hearts from allowing bad stuff in. We don't want to get hurt anymore, so we protect our hearts. But the flip side is, if we keep out the pain and the hurt and protect ourselves, we also keep out the joys. You can't protect yourself and then select, I'll have that bit, that bit and that bit. If we want the joy that Jesus came to bring, then our heart has to be prepared, open, ready, room in it for Jesus to come. It's been a long year, hasn't it? It's gone pretty quick, but it's been a long year for some of us. Lots of stuff has happened. And so with three weeks left to worship this Christ child that is coming, how much room is in your heart for him? What is it that's in your heart? What are you hanging on to that needs to be let go, forgiven, freed? 
if your heart isn't full of the joy, then how are you going to share it? Christmas is one of those beautiful times where people are more open to God than any other time, perhaps except for Easter. And we are doing so many things in the community. We have so many opportunities just to be with people and to serve them. But if they don't see the joy in us and if they don't hear the message from us, how are they going to know what it's all about? It's not going to come to them in a purple truck. It doesn't matter how many chocolates they're given on Christmas Day that will not bring them joy. So what are we doing about it? What are we doing about it? The joy that Jesus brought us. The joy that Jesus brought us is meant to be shared. I picked this up this week. It absolutely just captured me. Can you see in the middle it's actually a crown of thorns for the O? You see, you can't separate the manger from the cross. The whole joy story, the whole purpose of this Jesus coming was to give joy to the world. We sing it so glibly sometimes. But Jesus claimed it and Jesus did it. And the way he did it was through the cross. Joy comes via the manger through the cross. But unless we share the story, how are they going to know? How are they going to know? Easter's really about chocolate, isn't it, in our culture? Let's not make Christmas about Cadbury's either. Let's free our hearts to feel, to be filled with joy. Let's free our hearts to share the joy. Let's allow the joy of Jesus coming to be a saviour who would grow up to die on a cross for your sin and for my sin so that the whole world could have joy of reconciliation with God. So what's in your heart this morning? There's a lot at stake. There's a lot at stake. And we've got three weeks, three weeks to be like Mary, to keep these things that are precious in our hearts and think about them often. And if we're not doing that, we are missing the joy. The joy comes as we think about and ponder and remember who Jesus is and what he's done for us. I'm going to ask the band to come and I want us to think about what's in our hearts this morning. What's in our hearts? God came to the shepherds right where they were, right in the field, right where they were. And that's the beauty about God. He comes to us right where we are. 
We don't have to be anywhere special. We don't have to look anything special. We can stink. We can be anything. We can be messy. We can um, be anything. And God will come to us because that is the story of Christmas. He comes to us. So this morning, as the band sings, I want you to think about what's in your heart. Is there room? Is there room for this saviour? Is there room for this joy? Or is your heart cluttered with stuff that you've hung on to all year or, or relationships that have gone bung or whatever is in your heart? Is it of God? Because if it isn't, then you're going to stop the joy this morning. Place of prayer is here if that will help you.